0: Reports of violence have been corrupted today in the research into the major crime which occurred in Strivenville, New South Wales. We have authorities on the scene beginning a viral investigation in the town trying to get to the bottom of what really happened and why. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Strivenville. My name is Madeline Monroe, and I work for the SPD or you may call it Strivenville Police Department in New South Wales. I have minor experience within this job and it kind of began as an accident since I was getting so caught up and involved in what happened in this case. I live by myself and spend most of my time researching this crime and writing down scripts for podcasts like this one. Anyway, now I'm going to begin telling you about the case in Strivenville and what really happened. It was late evening on a cold autumn night on the 18th of May. At around 7pm as recorded, SPD received a phone call from Mr Mark Dermot, reporting his wife Mary Winston Jones as missing. Police got information from Mr Dermot asking about exactly where he saw his wife last. He explained that she had gone to Strivenville because she had been the front front runner to win the small business grant of $45,000 and left home to receive the award for it. He also said he was meant to get a call from her when she arrived at Town Hall Station, where she would be catching the train to get to the award ceremony, but he said he never got one. The officers asked for a photo of Mary so they could begin the investigation sooner. Later that week, it had been around three days since Mary Winston Jones' disappearance, and police still had no suspects nor evidence to suspect what happened. That day, police officers gathered at Town Hall's Station to begin a thorough search. They came across the cleaner, who had been working there for eight and a half years now. His name was Fred Wilkins. The officer decided to approach him and ask if he was working there on the 18th of May. The cleaner replied with yes. I work here every day except Saturday and Sunday. This is when they got into asking the questions and showed him the photo Mark had given them to the cleaner. The cleaner said he definitely saw her getting onto the train that went towards Shrivenville, and she was wearing a black skirt, white top and some small heels. Now that the officers had a small amount of information on Mary, they could continue on the investigation. They thanked the man and left to continue the search decided it was best to move on to the town of Strivenville, where Mary Winston Jones had first based her journey on. Throughout the day, they ran across many other people, like Beatrice Abood, the town mayor of Strivenville, and Terry Aniston, a local member of the Strivenville Parliament, who said they saw Mary once throughout the day, but never knew what she was up to. The authorities then decided the best thing to do was to move on to the place where the ceremony was meant to occur. They arrived and it was just complete silence. No one there except a couple businessmen who seemed to have been packing up stacks of chairs and tables from another event. The officers approached them and asked if they had at any point seen this woman around somewhere. One of the men responded with yes. She was here the other night for an award ceremony. She was the one who won $45,000. They immediately did a search of the whole place, stripped down every single curtain and door, from backstage to the bathroom, and they still found nothing soon they began to hear loud bangs coming from beneath the floorboards they found a small contraption which seemed to have led to a small room underneath the floors it was it was pitch black and nothing was visible almost like they entered the dark underworld they turned their flashes on and followed the noises and there lying at the end of the room was mary winston jones herself tied to a chair with duct tape around her mouth and all over her entire body I immediately ran across the room to her and helped her out and told her to come out of the room so she could explain exactly what had happened that day a man tied me to that chair because he wanted my forty-five thousand dollar award he said if i didn't give it to him he would kill me with one shot of his large gun so i listened and had been down here without food or water for days i lost all my money and haven't seen it since and haven't seen him since They then realized that it had to be one of the men standing in the room. They all turned around to the businessmen, which were in the room with them. They asked Mary if any of these men had done it to her, and she pointed at the one hiding behind the pole. It was him! His name is Johnny Stein. He was jealous of me because I got the money and he didn't, so he planned this whole thing out for the night of the ceremony. Immediately, police handcuffed the man and took him out to the front of the building and put him into the police car and since then he hasn't been seen he was sentenced to four years in prison and charged with kidnapping Mary has not once come out about this to anyone until she heard the news about mr. Stein being arrested she also explained that her husband had known this man for almost six years and never got to figure out why he acted so strangely around his own wife anyway that is it that's the story of mary winston jones's disappearance i know it was quick but don't forget there are more episodes to come on crimes from strivenville anyway going back to the case very quickly mary is such a memorable person and this crime is still memorable to this day so many people remember mary winston jones as a lovely wonderful woman who was never forgotten even on the day she disappeared everybody adored her Hopefully, she's still acting the same and is loved equally the same as she was at first. Anyway, this is Madeline Monroe signing off for now. Bye!